All right, fantastic. Welcome everybody to this show. Well, this is a new format that we are having today. We have a working title. We don't know yet what we'll call this show, but it's probably Coffee with Marcus and Mark. And here's what this is all about. Well, we'll tell you what's happening in the markets and then both Mark and I, this is my head coach Mark Hodge and I, we're real traders. We, we look at the markets every day. We trade real life accounts and we want to show you what exactly we do, how we react to these crazy markets. We have a shit ton of trading experience and we want to share it with you. And if you're new to this channel, take a look at a video that I'll post a, a link to in the description. That's a great place to get started. Now, for those of you who have been missing uh, the show with us together, yeah, I've been traveling a lot. It was great, but it's also good to be back. And uh, Mark, we just talked about it. We said today, since it's a new format, we're winging it a lot. <laughs> but we also provide a lot of value here. You'll see. Yeah, looking forward to it, Marcus. Nice to have you back. I know you were jet setting, uh, traveling all throughout the U.S. and then over to Europe. So uh, welcome back. Yeah. Let's see. What did I miss here? Uh, I mean, markets in July have been doing really, really well. The best July in uh, what uh, since the pandemic, right? Uh, S&P up, the Nasdaq up in July, what, 12 percent? Oh, yeah. And, you know, go figure. The Fed raises rates by three quarters of a percent and we see negative GDP for the second uh, quarter in a row. And so people are talking about recession and all these concerns, but mark markets are moving higher. Uh, and a lot of this earnings related, Marcus. Right. And and so for, for the first few minutes here, we'll take a look at the markets to to show you what these markets are doing. And then we jump on our tool. Forex Optimizer, walk you through the positions that we have, walk you through what we are looking at right now of uh, possibly new positions that we are considering. But uh, yeah, let's, let's take a look at the broader picture here. So today, after two uh, consecutive uh, losing days here uh, on uh, Monday and Tuesday, markets are moving higher again. Yeah, nice little pop. We're trading near session highs. We, we opened a little bit higher and, and drifted higher throughout the session. Uh, NASDAQ leading the way. Uh, so NASDAQ up 1.6%. So a uh, nice move for the NASDAQ and uh, a pretty decent day so far. Yeah. So here we see a, a five-minute chart. And uh, that, that's where in the show we want to also show you exactly, okay, what do we do when the markets are moving higher? What do we do when the markets are moving lower? What do we do when we are in a high volatility uh, environment uh, like we, we have been here. I mean, if you look back over May and June, I mean, the VIX, the, the fear index has been around 35 right now, much lower. So we want to show you exactly how we trade the markets, what we do when this happens. But, but again, zooming out. Yeah, it talks about a recession. So this morning, actually, uh, we had some good economic news coming out on the economic calendar here. Let's zoom in uh, a little bit. So we had a red flag report, the ISM services PMI coming in stronger than expected. Let's talk about this for a moment. Sure. So uh, better than expected. And this this was a, a little bit of a, a surprise. Um, it's uh, ISM non-manufacturing purchasers, managers, purchasing managers index, uh, a nice little rebound there. Um, and, and so, again, going back to recession versus no recession, uh, you know, do we have contraction uh, or expansion? And there you see a higher reading, right? Um, there was also uh, Fed member Bullard uh, speaking. Uh, actually, he spoke yesterday, but 
uh, he had a, a conversation with CNBC uh, today saying he does not think that the U.S. is currently in a recession and that rate hikes to tame in high inflation will continue. So you know, kind of, you know, positive news driving markets higher on the backdrop of earnings. Right. So let's talk about uh, this uh, this Fed talk, right? I mean, everybody was concerned about or is concerned about inflation and the Fed rising interest rates. And this here, the uh, <clears throat> let's just zoom out a, a tad here. This is the, the CME group uh, probability, the CME Fed Watch tool that we like to use, where we get an idea of what traders are factoring into the markets right now, what will happen during the next uh, event. And this is on uh, September 21st. So it's quite a while away. The Fed just uh, hiked rates uh, by three quarters of a percent as, inspected, uh, as expected. And they also said, you know what? We're going to wing it. We're going to see and keep an eye on economic data. And the key economic data that we have this week is the unemployment report. So that uh, on Friday might move the markets. We want to see how we are doing there. And this is where right now everybody is like 50-50 this year is half a percentage point hike, and this is three quarters. Uh, so th that's where right now, uh, some people even th say the Fed might be done raising interest rates. And that's where we look at the probabilities here. Look at this. Right now, traders are expecting that the Fed will raise rates until the end of the year. Then it will remain stable. And then mid next year, they will start lowering rates again. That's, uh, that's the expectations right now. Yeah, and this is where actually, Marcus, over the last couple of days, it shifted a quarter percent higher. So uh, initially, after the Fed raised rates, traders were expecting a 50 basis point hike, a half percent hike uh, with the next meeting in September. Like you said, there's a lot of data that actually comes out between now and then. So this can be changing quite a bit depending on CPI data, PPI data. Uh, just, you know, general, you know, employment data, biggie to, uh, this week, and it, it can fluctuate, but we have shifted a little more towards uh, three quarters, which didn't seem to be the case early on in the week. All right. Yeah. So we'll see. And as I said, I mean, earnings are in full swing this week. And I mean, earnings are a little bit all over the place, right? Uh, so if we look, for example, at, at Match Group, they reported earnings. Is it Match? Yeah. No. Match Group, uh, it's MTC8. Yeah. So they reported earnings. Huge miss. They're down 17%. Then uh, on the other hand, uh, we have PayPal. Surprise, surprise. I mean, PayPal uh, this morning up 10% after reporting much better than expected earnings. Uh, then we also have on the on the other hand, Airbnb, ABNB. They are, uh, earlier this morning, they were down 10%. Right now, they're still down 5%. Uh, then we have SoFi reporting. I mean, it's all over the place, right? I mean, 24%. It's crazy. Yes, yes. But in general, still uh, beating uh, for, the, uh, for the quarter. Uh, this, this week, we have 148 S&P 500 companies reporting. Uh, Starbucks was another one that reported, um, and they're up, you know, 2%, not huge like the uh, move in PayPal, but it's still uh, increasing employee wages and, and trading uh, trading costs did hurt the store level profit there. Uh, but they said U.S. demand was strong and traders are liking that Starbucks up 2%. Yeah. 
Well, let's talk about trades. Uh, let's talk about the, the trades that we are in, uh, how it affects the markets. And uh, we, we were trading multiple accounts. I mean, obviously, you're trading your own account. I'm trading my own account. I'm actually trading two accounts. So uh, let's actually start with one account that I traded last year. And then uh, right now, I still have three positions in there, not as actively trading it, uh, but I have another active trading account. But let's take a look at the, the positions from last year. So this is where we have uh, LVS. Uh, so I own these shares. Uh, we, we have been trading here um, it, it, a little bit more actively last month. We, we're going to share this probably in one of the, the upcoming shows here. But uh, LVS uh, this morning, a little bit higher, uh, not a whole lot, 1% uh, higher. Do, do you think that this might be connected uh, to the uh, Taiwan uh, crisis uh, that might be brewing or not? Why it's higher, I, you know, I, I think it, it's coming down to the COVID cases, right? Because we had that that push down on LVS because of the lockdown and shutdowns there. Um, I, I think that it's more tied to just, you know, alleviated pressure um, because in Macau, if things are running at full capacity, LVS uh, is a big player there, has the potential to really jump. That's why we've held it so long, Marcus. I, I did not expect to be in this trade as long as we have, but it's held up at these nice ranges. Now we just need to see a break to the upside. Um, my cost basis is forty-seven fifty. I saw yours was a little bit lower. My yep. break even right now is forty-one thirty-four. So I, I'm pretty close to my break even, but I definitely like to see it run up back towards forty-seven or higher. Uh, to really get some nice profit on this one. Yeah, I'll also calculate my, my break even here. Um, I, I was planning to do that today. I'll mark it here. And then uh, we'll, we'll probably sell some calls somewhere between the uh, the break even and the cost basis to, to collect some more premium. All right, another one that I'm in, you are not in this, is, uh, is ARCF. So this is where I uh, sold some puts for rescue mission. ARCF today having a great day. I mean, up uh, yeah. 6% almost. So this will be interesting. Uh, once we break through the 20 level here, we, we might actually uh, see some upside potential. So we will, we'll see what happens there. Uh, right now, I'm not able to, to sell some calls. Uh, we did some money here also uh, selling some spread or buying some spreads. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this over the next few days. And then we also have our uh, favorite candidate, Ride. And I mean, Ride had a pretty good day yesterday. You have a small position in there. I, I still yeah. have a larger position in there also up today. Big day for Ride tomorrow uh, because tomorrow before the bell, they are reporting earnings. And right now, going into earnings, uh, I mean, is this insider buying? Do some people know something or... Is this uh, pumping the stock up before it comes down? We'll see. I mean, this is where we'll definitely talk more about this tomorrow. Well, Marcus, Rob, in our mastermind uh, meeting this morning, he said that there were rumors that they started production on July 27th. So that seems to be, uh, and even rumors about van production, I guess. Um, so I, I didn't see where that came from, but it, hey, based on this move, that's a positive. That, that's a big jump in two days for a ride. Well, by the rumor, sell the facts. We'll see, right? So we'll, we'll definitely talk more about this tomorrow. Um, but but the, the position that I'm in, the actively traded account here is NVIDIA. Got assigned at 195, uh, was able to sell calls and sell puts. And right now, I actually sold calls at 195 uh, because I have an existing positions here. And uh, I, I sold them expiring this week. So we will see if by Friday, 
uh, we are closing above 195. Uh, let's just go to the calculator here. I sold them for $1.50. So I collected uh, $900 in premium. I did that on Monday, actually, while I was on a plane. Yes, you can trade on a plane, surprisingly. <laughs> so um, anyhow, that uh, that's looking good. And uh, we will see. I definitely collected the premium. If, uh, if it closes above, let's go back to the chart here. If it closes above uh, 195 on Friday, I'm getting called away. Still keep the premium. If not, might have an opportunity to sell some more premium next week or possibly rolling this call. That, that would be nice. I, I mean, I'm in a similar situation with AMD. There we go. So I took the AMD trade up and then you took the, the uh, you actually sold some puts on AMD, but you did not get, get assigned. And then eventually you traded it NVIDIA and got assigned. Uh, AMD did report earnings and uh, there was an increase in quarterly sales. Um, and that was a positive, but uh, muted outlook for the period. It, it seemed like overall it was a positive earnings, but uh, some analysts were expecting a little bit more from uh, future guidance. So down 3%. I sold the 104 calls on Friday, got 72 cents, which was 31% annualized. Um, There's a little bit of a run up since I sold those calls. Right now, I'm up 77% uh, uh, based on the premium I collected and uh, looking to close that at 90%. Uh, then hopefully selling calls again for next week. Right. So you got to sign it 104, right? Correct. Okay. Just want to put this in here. So yeah, this is looking good. My, I don't know my exact break even on this one, but I want to say it's around 97. Yeah. And then uh, I also have TPR. So TPR, I got assigned at 37. So right now trading at 3350. Uh, I've been able to, to sell some calls earlier right now. Still not. And this is where, when we look at the calculator here, uh, we, we get an idea of how much we need to get uh, for these calls, right? So uh, that, that's what we are doing that uh, I got uh, the stock purchase price was uh, $37. And uh, if we look for an expiration for this week for August 5th, and I have 2,700 shares and I want to sell a strike price of 37, I need to get at least 10 cents. And this is where we can see right now, okay, how much can we possibly get at this point? And uh, well, last traded price here was what, four cents. So the, the 10 cents here is, is basically a stretch. We can go to the, uh, to the chain here, <clears throat> TPR, and see where could we get 10 cents. And uh, the 10 cents, if we want to sell calls, yeah, it would be probably, yeah, it might be here at around the 35. So we, we still have to wait and see that this moves <clears throat> a little bit higher uh, yeah. before I can sell calls here. Now, okay, <clears throat> so I like to have up to, to five positions uh, in this trading account. Right now, I only have two. And this mark where every day we are just uh, looking at possible candidates that we could trade. And uh, so this is where the, the wheel strategy is designed in such a way that first you're selling puts, collecting premium, then you might or might not get assigned. And when you are assigned, 
your your plan is to sell calls. If you're new to this and if you don't know the wheel strategy yet, uh, as you can see, there's a, a book somewhere in the background. No, there's not. But <laughs> we, we do have a book that is explaining this strategy in detail. There's a link in the description. Uh, I'll be happy to send it to you if you cover shipping and handling for $4.95. Uh, take a look at this. This way you get a better idea of what the wheel strategy is. We also have a few videos here on the channel. I'll link to this at the end of the video. But that's where uh, we have the scanner where we are looking at possible candidates. And uh, we also do have some filters, right? Let's talk about uh, the filters here for a moment, Mark. Sure. So we like to look at stocks at, at a minimum uh, trade at $15, just because it really gets hard to sell uh, calls on low price stocks. So uh, we'd like to have that minimum $15 amount. Uh, and then from a premium perspective, a minimum of 10 cents. So uh, it, most of the time we're, we're getting well above that, but you know, as a percentage basis on a lower price stock, a 10 cent, uh, you know, uh, option that you're selling could make sense. Uh, so that's the bare minimum there. Now on expirations, we normally like to go a week out. And this gives us some flexibility because uh, the goal would be to continue to sell puts. And also it's hard to figure out what the heck the markets are going to do in a month but we could get a pretty good feel for what it might do in a week, right? But on Wednesdays, we like to look at the current expiration and next week's uh, expiration. So right now we have it set for all. So we're seeing August 5th and August 12th expirations. And then we have dividends, Marcus. And yeah, so uh, this is where uh, we like to sell puts on value stocks because the number one rule when trading the wheel is that whatever you sell puts on, you need to be okay owning this stock. And so how do you recognize value stocks? Uh, well, there's three criteria uh, that we believe how you can identify value stocks. First of all, typically they pay a dividend. Uh, secondly, typically they have a PE ratio of 50 or below. And uh, then the last criteria is that we are taking a look here at Google Finance and we want to see that they have been profitable. So one of the stocks that came up here is CF Holdings, for example. We see the dividend yield is 1.65. The P ratio is pretty low with 12.48. Uh, and then we also see over the last quarters, uh, this, the blue one is the revenue, uh, the <clears throat> The green, uh, not green one. <laughs> it used to be green. Now it is, now it is uh, yellowish, orange. Uh, is the net income, and we see that they have been profitable over the last few quarters, and also over the past few years. So this would indicate it is a good value stock, and this is where PowerX Optimizer helps with these filters to filter out uh, the value stocks. Now, what we like to do then is because the next question is: Okay, number one, do you want to own the stock? Number two. Do you want to own it at the strike price where you can sell puts? And uh, you see that uh, the strike price that we could sell it for, that we get at least 30% in annualized premium because that's what we are looking for, it would be uh, at 90. And for me, this year is too high, right? I mean, we, we are looking for support levels. <clears throat> when we're looking for support, we're kind of looking at this blue line because the blue line is the lowest close indicator that we have programmed in that shows us the lowest close over the past eight weeks. Yeah, and what we want to do, whenever we're selling puts, uh, we have an obligation to buy shares at the strike that we've sold. So here in this example, 
um, if we were to buy shares, we would have to buy them at 90. Now, that might be attractive compared to where the stock's trading at because it would be buying it at a discount from what it's trading at today. But if I'm going to be in this position, which you know might be a week, it might be three months, I want to make sure that I'm buying it at a price that I'm comfortable with. And that's where support is key. Because if it comes back towards support, I get a better price. I'm able to collect premium up front, kind of like getting paid a dividend before you ever own the stock. And that's a little bit safer. So you're not getting caught in a pullback. Right. So this is where we like to flag them as uh, no, we don't like to trade it. Maybe yes, or we will never trade it. And so this would be a no for us. Hey, uh, by the way, since we're experimenting with the format here, and as you can see, we're going a little bit longer. We're planning to go anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes in this show. If you find this helpful, what we are doing here right now, do us a favor and click on like. <clears throat> also, feel free to leave a comment of what you would like us to talk about, and we'll be happy to incorporate this in the show. <clears throat> but uh, if this is helpful for you that we are showing you what positions we have, what we are doing with them, how do we look at new ones here, then uh, <clears throat> feel free to like us and uh, yeah, drop a comment here. Would be great. So Schlumberger, Schlumberger, Schlum Schlumberger, Schlumberger, jeez, <laughs> really, friend? So that's another one. And uh, I mean, first of all, we already know that it fulfills our criteria that they're paying a dividend, that the P ratio is less than 50 and we can double check this here on Google Finance and we see the peer ratio is 19, uh, the dividend yield is 1.94. We also see that they have been nicely doing profits uh, over the past few quarters. Now over the last few years they had a rough uh, 2019 and 2020 and we see also that they have declining revenues. So for me just based on this, this would be a no. I don't want to necessarily own a company that has been struggling to make profits for the last two years. <clears throat> and right now, uh, even yeah, just to get back to what they did in 2017, 2018, what do you think about this? I, I agree. And <laughs> I mean, if we look at the annually, they had negative uh, income three out of five years, right? So I, I, there's just better opportunities right now in this market environment that we're in. Sure, we've had a nice bounce. We've had a nice couple of weeks, but we still want to be really picky trade stocks that we want to own. And for me, it's a company that's profitable. It's a company that's showing good net income. Uh, so three out of the last five years being negative, that that's tough for me to trade this one. Yeah. So that's where uh, even though technically they're OK, that would be a no. Uh, Suncor Energy. Um, so that's an interesting one. Uh, Suncor Energy has been moving higher. I mean, the 2020 drop uh, that pretty much all companies have experienced, uh, but then they have been moving higher and basically came out of this for Xing from $10 to $42. So uh, right now, it almost seems that they might have found some support here. And if we take a look at this, uh, so they do have a P ratio, super low P ratio of less than 10 dividend yield of 4.59 uh, the last quarters nicely rising um, annually yeah 2020 I mean, I mean they took a hit like many companies but overall just based on this fundamentals does this look like a company that you want to own 
It, it does, Marcus. And, and this is where some companies excelled in 2020 and actually were pandemic winners. But I wouldn't hold 2020 against the company if you see that they have, have been profitable before. 2020 was an outlier, and then they're back on track in 2021 and also with recent quarter. So that 2020 negative uh, net income wouldn't be a concern for me. Right. But now looking at the chart, I mean, is this something where you say, oh, yeah, I would be happy to own it because what is suggested here at 29 put. Would you be happy to own it at 29? I mean, we see that the lowest close indicator is actually slightly above it at 29.50. What do you think about this one? You know, Marcus, this one is probably the most interesting that we saw today. The markets are up. And so typically we like to sell puts on a down day that gives us more premium and we have more stocks that we can analyze and consider. So when you have more, you could really be picky, filter things out um, with the markets being up. There are less opportunities. Typically, this one being down on an update is interesting. Chart wise, it catches my attention because we're below the lowest close indicator. It looks like we might have some longer term support, but this has had a pretty big move, right? When we go really far up and then we come pulling back fast like that, I would prefer to trade something that's a little more range bound and orderly. Although this one has uh, piqued my interest, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, and one of the, the stocks that we talked about recently that we wanted to keep an eye on is, uh, is Starbucks. I mean, they reported earnings, but you see Starbucks, uh, actually, they moved higher, moved lower, and then have found a base here. Right now, however, uh, we, we cannot sell at the 72 level, which we would like to do, uh, because in order to maintain our 30% annualized per year, and that's what we're looking for, I mean, Honestly, for me, if I can't make at least 30% per year on a trading account, I'm not that interested. Now, on an investment account, it's a different story. But a trading account where we're following the markets every day, where we look at the markets, not for long, but for maybe half an hour, I want to make sure that I can make at least 30% based on cash, 60% based on margin. And this is here, the minimum that I'm looking for. So the strike price right now would be way too high. Sure. All right, so uh, Suncor, we said this uh, most interesting, but also right now a no. So not a whole lot going on, which is not surprising on an update here. Yep, yep. Yeah, but uh, that's where also, I mean, on an update, it, it, it's it's pretty cool. We can usually sell calls. Uh, as I said, I already did this uh, here on <clears throat> uh, on my NVIDIA position. And right now I'm up. 63% uh, on these calls. We like to close them if we can at 90% of the max profits. And uh, that's where I have a closing order in here. I actually set this originally for 80% because it looked like I could close it uh, for 80% within a day. I'm going to change this right now and uh, go back to my 90%. So if we can close it uh, today or tomorrow at 90% of the profits before it expires on Friday, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with this. Otherwise, uh, we are holding it into expiration uh, where it might expire worthless and we just keep the full premium. You see that right now I received uh, $900, but now I would have to buy it back. And instead of the, the $900 that I received in premium, I would only receive 582. And that right now is not attractive to me. Anyhow, so that's where we stand here uh, for today. Uh, and again, what we're planning to do with the show is that 
every day we were picking a different topic. Today was to show you more what we are looking for when we look for value stocks. Uh, tomorrow we might talk about more about the lowest clothesline indicator uh, of why we use this, where we find support. We might talk about why we close uh, trades at 90% of profits. It might be different, Mark. What do you think we should talk about tomorrow? We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gas being down 49 days straight. <laughs> we, we could do that. We could do this. If you have a topic for us that you would like us to cover, uh, just drop it in the comments and we'll, we'll take a look at this. Also, if you enjoyed today's show, uh, click on like. And uh, if you want to learn more about the wheel strategy and how we trade these markets, take a look at these videos that we are linking to right now. And uh, then we'll see you again tomorrow at 10 o'clock Central Time. Have a great rest of your day. Happy trading, everybody.